and we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, the Daily Hi-Fi Show, coming in, ready to rock and roll. All right, folks, so uh, thank you for tuning in. We certainly do appreciate it. My name is Ron from New Record Day, as you know, and uh, I've got my friends here. We've got uh, Techno Dad, and we also have uh, Youth I thought you said friends. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I have a couple friends with us. To- <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, so, so we've got Techno Dad, we have Youth Man, and then we have uh, Joey from Joe and Tell. I'm standing today. I've been yeah. sitting too much. Dude, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We won't judge. All right. So, uh, thank you for uh, waiting. I'm sorry that we were a little bit late. We had a little technical difficulties. Um, but essentially, the way that I want to kick off the show today is by letting you know that the way that we've been doing the Daily Hi-Fi show since we've been doing the Daily Hi-Fi show is we basically take turns going from channel to channel, pop in there. And the way this goes is we just chat. We want to help. It's where our heart is. So we have a way for you to call in a little bit later in the show, and you can ask any questions that you want to ask us. And We'll give you the best answers that we can. Um, and then another thing that we have been working on, and I, I need your guys' help here to you know help pad this and bring it up, is we started an actual YouTube channel for Daily Hi-Fi. Now, the purpose of that channel is instead of doing this ping pong game and going from channel to channel, we want to be able to do this in one place. But the stipulation on being able to do that is getting enough subscribers and uh, views on that channel. So please. You're doing us a big solid. I've got it here listed. YouTube.com forward slash daily hi-fi. Bookmark it. Remember it. Go there now. Whatever you got to do, make sure you subscribe. And we really do appreciate it. Exactly. Yeah. That was awesome, Ron. Heck yeah, you're so, you're good so good at asking for stuff in a nice way. I'm, yeah, man. I'm good at demanding, but uh, asking you're much better. Well, thanks, man. Will you go get me some tacos? Because I'm kind of hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyhow, let's go ahead and kick off the show. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to start the show in terms of the agenda is just, you know, saying hi to everybody, letting everybody kind of have a chance to let us know what's going on in their audio world, what's going on, you know, in our lives. And then we're going to hop into the questions. Now, the questions that we have for you are either questions that we have gotten from you guys in the past that we're going to ask, we're going to try to answer ask and answer or the questions that we've came up with that we've been thinking about throughout the week. So let me go ahead and get started. Uh, my week has been good. Uh, obviously with, uh, Corona and COVID-19, uh, things have changed. Our lives are kind of turned upside down. We're all a little bit sort of crazy, but you know, we're hanging in there and we're doing okay. Everybody is healthy. And my heart goes out to anybody that has been dealing with any kind of you know, drama and suffering and heartache because of this. So, um, yeah, we're doing well. I've been trying to lock myself in, in the studio here and just get videos out. I'm working on the strata two review, which will be out hopefully tonight, tomorrow at the latest. And then I'm going to do another teardown of the Klipsch RP 600 M. So that will be out again, hopefully by tomorrow, uh, fingers crossed if I can get all the editing done. And that's been my week. What about, what about you guys? Let's hear from you guys. Man. Go ahead, Chana. Um, well, let's see here. I've been uh, doing a lot of cleaning um, because I'm doing a home theater tour video and my TV stand is all glass. So, well, metal and glass. So. A home theater tour? Got to climb. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you did. You know you what know you what did. You did. <laughs> yeah man people have been asking and i haven't done one since 2017 dang um, and that was for home theater tour 2.0 and i did one in 2016 which is the very very first one i gotta find a clip from that so you could see like well before and after yeah nice yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah man you know? and those on every saturday you're making it pop off oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the live stream was great. We had a uh, hundred people, just about ninety-eight this time around, and um, got that second angle in there. Did a little DJ tutorial of like what I'm actually doing, so that people kind of uh, know what's happening on there. And then uh, next week, I'm also going to be streaming to Periscope as well as Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. So, oh, trying to 
expand it. So if you're like on Twitter and you get the alert, you can just tap it on Twitter and it'll open up right there. Wow, you're everywhere. Did you see my kids dancing to your? Yeah, uh, dude, that DJing? was hilarious. Yeah, I, that Instagram was awesome. She, she got all dressed up. She got dressed up. I I put on like my flashlight had that strobe feature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, just, we straight up had a party over here. No yeah, joke. Yeah, you did. So thanks for DJing. Of course, man. Of course, awesome. Michael, what you got going on? Man, we've been literally just cleaning up around the house. We've literally gone through all of our cabinets. We're painting, um, playing. Um, there's a game called Spinners. It's kind of like dominoes Okay. Um, with the kids. So we've been doing a lot of that. The girls have been um, heavily using the theater room now for Fortnite. Like right now, they're in there playing Fortnite. So they're tearing it up. And then I've been going through. I actually binged watched the um, Money Heist. On Netflix, so season four went through all four of those or eight, eight um, what do you call them? Not series, but episodes. episodes. Yeah, in like two days. <laughs> <laughs> so just finished editing a video today, so that'll be up tomorrow. So just awesome. all kinds of stuff, man. Just all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We just finished season three of Ozark too. Like we just mm -hmm. jammed through that. Like we're like, yeah. crap. Now what else is there to watch? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been I've been watching some videos from you guys, Ron. I like that uh, SVS video. Thanks, man. That Thank was you. excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the whole that. Tear down, and you know, you can tell you spend yeah. a lot of time extra. Yeah. You went above and beyond on that one. Thanks, man. I and appreciate that. And and very fair too. Like your assessment lined up with what I heard. And Chana, okay. you you you. Those are your speakers that I that I checked out. So right. I don't know if you watch uh, new record day reviews, but uh, that's the guy right there. He this is Don. He's from nice this is Don. Don is the guy without the beard. Ron is the guy with the beard. <laughs> yeah. So as far as for me, I'm just uh, you know, like I was telling you guys, I I uh, did that whole Marie Kondo thing. I cleaned up the whole house. It took 30 days. Kanmari yeah. the whole place. So our place is looking good. You can't tell here because this is my work area, but it's all right. You know, it's tidied up and I've uh, been working on a huge project, which uh, I'm excited to tell everyone about very soon. I think it's going to be huge. And I just don't want to say anything until I have something in the show. There awesome, you go. Right. I like awesome. surprises. That'd be good. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, let's uh, let's stay on track. Let's go ahead and fire off these questions. The first one I'm just going to go in order is uh, from Mr. Joe. I'm going to pull it up on the screen here. And Joe's question is, what are the effects of the hi-fi trade shows being canceled or postponed? What do you guys think? Let's dive in. <laughs> well, uh, let me just say, number one is I don't get to see you guys, and not everybody, because we're all yeah. supposed to go to Expona. And now that it's postponed till Dude, August, we're all supposed to meet up and hang out next week. Yeah. Yeah. So that doesn't get to happen. And you were saying, uh, Chana, that, you know, even if everything was no COVID, none, none of this stuff, you wouldn't have been able to go because you have stuff going on in August, right? Yeah. For when they, the, the other date, I mean, who knows yeah. now? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Cause that could even change. Mm -hmm. Just playing this thing day by day. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's, you know, something for us that we weren't able to meet up. I was really excited to like hang out and just, you know, you know, just have a lot of fun over there and yeah. just do our thing. It was going to be awesome. Um, but I would say for for companies, it's not good for these companies, right? A yeah. lot of times, uh, you know, they rely heavily on China for manufacturing some of these companies. And because of that, they are not able to pump out products. Right. So they don't have products to sell. Um, I don't know if it's the case, but I think sales should probably be up because people are staying home. And right now, I think is a great time for you to treat yourself to yeah. a nice some nice speakers a nice home theater you know yeah. get yourself a projector do all those things that you you've been wanting yeah. to do you have the time set it up you know you can have stuff delivered to your door so i think sales are up i'm not too sure about the rest of the stuff you know maybe on the production side that's not so good but what do you guys think i think the hardest thing you know financially for them is the fact that even though people are home some people are uncertain like where the economy is going and right. so some might be kind of apprehensive to, you know, to spend quite a bit of money now. 
Mm. or maybe wanting to hang on to it. So, and, and I've seen even just the opposite. My sister owns um, a glass door store. And so she, um, it seemed like those people, they're just like, all right, we're ready to do it. Now that was prior to the lockdown here. Like we literally didn't get locked down until Friday night of last week. So we were kind of, yeah, that was pretty late. Yeah, definitely. So, but, um, a lot of things are changing, but, um, we're just going to take it one day at a time. I think we, um, we did a self quarantine before the California lockdown. Like Mm -hmm. when you were going to, um, check out JTR when you were Mm -hmm. like going on the plane and stuff, I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. We're all, we're all ready. Like, and then it's, and then, and then top of all of this nonsense, it's been snowing balls. Like (laughs) it's crazy. Like we just got two feet overnight last night too. you know, waking up to the snow plow and you can hear the avalanche bombs on the mountain. Mm. because they still have to like prepare all of that so there's no avalanches happening right Mm. so it's all crazy and then it's like oh yeah we can't go snowboarding yeah this is a not much snow down here in florida nope i'm just looking at the the comments here pote says i put a pause on buying home buying stuff for uh the home theater just in case i don't what does that mean exactly yeah what does that why Why put a pause on buying stuff for home theater just in case? Oh, uh, maybe just in case. Saying, like the economy yeah. tanks or, you know, it's going to be a lot longer than what we think, I think is what he's saying. Oh, so like try to limit like, your spending put, type put, of yeah, yeah. yeah, just put some money in the bank just in case this thing is a lot longer than we think it's going to be. Well, you're not going out, so you're not spending money. So <laughs> buy, buy those speakers. <laughs> You're not going out. You're not going to yeah. go. To, you're not going out to restaurants right now. You're not going anywhere anytime your, soon. Your gas, your gas money <laughs> that you usually spend. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I mean, everything you guys said is exactly how I feel. Um, you know, Expona was a big bummer for the same reasons that Joey mentioned. I've yeah. already been to a show with Joe and I think we had a great time. It was a lot of fun to be able to hang out with them. And I was thinking, Man, we get all four of us, the yeah. wrecking crew in there. I was so stoked. It's going to be fun. I was so stoked to be able to hang out with you guys. And so perhaps it was a bit selfish, but I was really bummed for that very reason. Is yeah. I couldn't get to see my homies. So I was that, looking forward to the arm wrestling rematch. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I've been working out. Yeah, you have. You have. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you so know, that's, we'll that's make it happen. We'll, we'll make, make it happen. happen. John and a little uh, disco shorts back there. What do you, for on the, in the two channel world, Ron? What do you think? How does uh, how does all this affect you know yeah. some of those companies that you talk to wearing PJs back there? I yeah. see that, dude. <laughs> yeah, so in his jammies. I I have talked to a couple manufacturers that are like smaller shops. You know, whether they're a cable company or you know just a smaller two channel type company, and. Um, at least the ones that I've talked to, they said it's been really strange. They've actually they've actually had a hard time getting sales. So um, a big a big part of the money that they get is the result of going to the shows and getting attention on their products. And so um, it's that's that's what I've heard. And so that's been something I've heard a couple of times now. Is yeah, it's quiet. It's a little quiet right now. Yeah. So we're just kind of weathering the storm. We're having to be. You know, um, we're having to adapt to this situation. We're trying to think strategically. How can we adapt to the situation is what they're saying. Well, yeah, I can I can see that for for you guys in the chat. I'm kind of curious to see how many of you have actually been to a hi-fi trade show. Yeah. If not, why not? And do you want to attend something like that in the future? Yeah, that's my question. Answer in the comments there. Yeah, kind of curious. Yeah, I'm curious myself. Um, let's see here. So we'll go ahead and move on to my question of the week. And um, how low does a speaker, bookshelf, floor standard need to be able to play without you feeling the need to get a subwoofer? That is my question for the week. What do you guys think? Five. Five, <laughs> five hertz. <laughs> and that is the correct answer. Five. Five hertz. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay. So are we talking two channel? We're we talking home theater. Oh, to oh, me, that was perfect. Yeah, was up the ante there. Yeah. Okay, when I well, it's me. So I was thinking two channel audio, but sure, both. Let's okay. let's let's dive in. Let's let's say both. <laughs> okay, 
So my answer is 35 hertz for two channel. Okay. Um, 30, 35 hertz. And the reason I say that is because I remember that uh, Dinah's speaker. That, I knew you were I, Yeah. <laughs> Do I need a sub? And so I find 35 hertz because 35 hertz with room gain, right? Mm-hmm. So you have those somewhat near, not, not super close to the walls, but, you know, your room is going to add bass too, right? Yeah. So now we're getting down pretty low. And I think for two channel, that's fine. Uh, yeah. d- for movies, I know what Michael's going to say. Movies is not um, acceptable. 30, 35 hertz is not acceptable for a movie. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, of you're here. right. You're right. So let's see. Let's hear what you guys got to say. I'm not sure about um, like how low frequencies are in two channel, you know, so I can't tell you if, you know, if 50 hertz would be enough, 40 hertz, 30 hertz. I know you don't need, you know, down to 20 hertz for sure. You shut um, your mouth, Michael. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Now for home theater, like, I mean, honestly, I would love to get down to 20 hertz. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a lot of speakers that don't. Like my La Scalas, they play down to about 70. Mm. You know, what they do play is super clean, very low distortion, but they're not going to dig very low at all. Um, so they're not ideal for home theater, you know, without a subwoofer by any means. Yeah. But 20 Hertz, man, if you can dig down to 20, that's great, you know, but. Uh, Chana, how, how low low, do your, how low do your uh, PA speakers go? Like, you know, like when you're setting up a DJ setup, cause that's, that's one thing. They're higher, right? Chana. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. I don't know off the top of my head, actually. 35, 40? I bet I, 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 I would bet imagine 30 or 40. On, I, I would imagine around depending there. on the room, too. I mean, that's gonna play a big part of that. Yeah. But as far as just their normal frequency ability. range, um is 45. Okay. okay. So it's even higher, yeah. Okay. 45. And then but then I have an 18-inch subwoofer, and these are 12 inch. Those are the, 12s in the PAs. Yeah, and the PAs, and then there's a crossover built in that activates at 80. So the sub 18 takes care of everything else. Yeah. What, yeah. what were you saying that you're uh, when you're mastering? Where do you cut off? A lot of times, roll off. Oh, dude, say. roll off at 30, and on the high end, 17 or 18k. Wow, like that's that's what the mastering engineer wants. Hmm. Because if it's gonna be, because you have to imagine, like the music is gonna be played on whatever. Mm-hmm, so sure, they yeah. have to just take the main chunk of it. Gotcha. Um, although there are there are people that are doing all this crazy stuff with like sub bass and they're like layering bass, meaning like I can have a bass in a regular octave. Let's say it's somewhere between um, 80 and 130 or 200 hertz. And they're bumping it down another octave to go underneath that just to have that like rumble kind of thing going on so there's a lot of that going on in new newer production styles these days so mm. Mm. okay yeah. okay yeah uh for me i would say my answer is very close to joe's i'm gonna say 36 hertz <laughs> <laughs> i would say the about, price is right copycat man. that's what no i'm not i swear i'm not I, i've got a, I think a, a one hertz higher <laughs> so the reason why i mentioned 36 hertz is that in the other home, my NXoticas, without the help of subs, without the helps of subs, play down to 36 hertz. Mm-hmm. And all too often, I didn't feel the need to pull out the H frames and turn them on and get them going. I found that for the majority of the music that I was listening to, just the NXoticas playing down that low was fine. Now, in this room, they drop off like a rocket 50, which that ain't going to cut it. So, yeah, I found that. Maybe that mid thirties for me, somewhere in the thirties, I think that's acceptable to get by with most music out there. At least for me, that's my opinion. Boom. I'm I'm also uh, replying to people in the chat here. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff here. That I just uh, did that too because Thomas said, "Aren't THX Cinema subwoofers supposed to go only go down to fifty hertz and slowly roll off?" I don't know about. Hmm. I don't know about that. I know THX. The like the ones I had in the Mar- uh the sorry the Miller and Kreisels, uh rolled off at eighty, like literally it was like seventy nine, that was seventy nine to like twenty twenty two thousand or something like that, but the subwoofer went down 
like I think to like thirty. Hmm. But um, Which, Thomas, where that's the M and K X ten. I reviewed that a while back. Yeah, no, there's no way that the THX uh, subs are only supposed to go, go down to 50 hertz. Like, that's for yeah. sure not yeah. a thing. I think I remember them needing to go down to like 20 hertz or below from what I've read. Yeah, they got some some uh, some guidelines for everything. I just yeah. got the uh, Parasound A51 all connected, and that's THX Ultra 2 certified, so it's pumping out 400 watts into four ohm speakers like what you know um so all the thx specifications are going to be pretty pretty up there especially for like ultra 2 or whatever yeah. they're calling it these days ultra 2 is like their older like you know a hierarchy system hey chana good segue for your question bro do you want to go ahead and read that off so you're basically you're asking um how to integrate like older gear with like newer tech is what you were saying yeah yeah, so I got a, uh, you know, I get questions all the time, and um, some people pull out equipment from their garage, and they want to, you know, they have an amplifier or whatever. Like sometimes they'll have like a twelve band EQ. It's it's great to see that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of the times, though, it's pretty tough. Now I did get what? What did I do with that thing? I did get this thing uh, the other day. It's like thirty dollars, and it's basically a Bluetooth receiver. With okay. audio outputs, right? Okay. Left and right, um, audio outputs. It's both long range, low latency optical support. So it's got an optical output as well. There you go. And you can add Bluetooth to your older, um, whatever equipment you have, your receiver or, excuse me, um, maybe an integrated amplifier or something like that. Um, but this this question, I it was asked sometime today, like at like two three in the morning. Uh, this guy had an older Sony preamp and an older Sony power amp, and it was a 5.1. He says very old, and he wanted to use, he wanted to get something new, but he still wanted to use his old school stuff Stop. because it, mm. they don't make it like that anymore. And I was like, okay. And he was a little bit confused, like he wanted to still use the older Sony preamp as well. And mm. I was like, well, you can just use the amplifier and get something like a Denon x3600h which has more than enough room to grow if he just has the five channels he can output all that and then if he wanted to add two atmos channels he can power that from the avr and he's good to go so yeah you know what i, I would say kind of the same thing is uh uh ron you have a lot of two channel gear yeah and it's new stuff but um this is just joking but you know, a lot of that stuff is acting as if it was like old. You know what I mean? Like there's no technology in those things. It's true. It's like yeah. going backwards, like just keeping yeah. it simple, but using excellent quality parts. Right. Sure. So I think it would be the same for you. I'm kind of curious if you I know you love your preamps, but I would kind of be curious to see what you would think if you had an uh, AVR, right? Like mm -hmm. a Denon X3600H right? and, and then use your amps. So use that as a preamp. And right. Yeah two channel and then if you want to get crazy and do a home theater thing you can just you know press of a button right there go from pure direct to you know atmos that yeah thing. same thing is uh to answer this question right it's the same thing yeah yeah and that's a good place for me to jump in i mean that was one of the things that i like so much about the nadm 10 is that the feature set on that was pretty compelling and i think that um you know ultimately that feels like an amplifier from the future especially for me where like joey said and it is a it is a somewhat of a joke but it's true that a lot of the high-end hi-fi gear you're not gonna find built-in bluetooth you're not gonna find all these fancy smanchy things that are built into it and so what you're dealing with is equipment that is kind of bare bones and so integrating something like you know whether it be Dirac or room correction or anything Bluetooth related would require something like what Joey just said. And that's exactly what my answer would be is that, yeah, you would be, you would be looking at getting a, you know, hi-fi or a, excuse me, home theater type receiver or something like the NADM 10 using that as a preamp and then using the feature set as, as your preamp essentially is the way that you would do that. 
Now that's assuming that you're okay with the preamp and the DAC setup yeah, in the sure. AVR. Now right. you as a, a you know a high you know high end hi fi guy, you get to try, try out all these things. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was okay with it with the NADM10. I mean, heck, I had. It's crazy to think that I had the NADM10 plugged into those manly 300B monoblocks. Those things are like ten grand, north of ten grand, and. I had no problem doing that. I was like, this is rad that I can actually access Koba's title, Dirac, room correction, uh, multiple frequencies for subwoofer cutouts, cutoffs, mm-hmm. and everything was running into these 300 B amps, oh. <laughs> and it sounded freaking glorious. I was totally happy with it. I so. love that. Like the you know, the intersection between Let's high end yeah. and the new tech stuff. That's what I want to see. Yeah. 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 It'll, only get, <laughs> it'll only get better. Yeah. So, anywho, all right. So, who's next on this one? Mike, have you gone? Have you ran not. this? What's that on this one? Um, well, he gets all those youth man deals. So, yeah, he's like, oh, um, I just walk outside and I get something for two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> no, now they're coming through Amazon. They're just shipping them to me. <laughs> they're like, hey, dude, just take it. Nah, um, you know that's one of those things that. I find in the home theater space, it's harder to integrate older stuff with newer stuff. You know, um, I see a lot of guys that, you know, try to hang on to the old stuff just out of saving money, which is okay. But then they're, they're trying, they're like, how come this isn't integrating with this? Well, it's because the technology is moving so much faster right? than what they're, you know, trying to keep up with. And at some point you have to upgrade, you know, you, you can, you know, it's like a guy that says, you know, I don't have HDMI, but I want Dolby Atmos. So I'm trying to hook mm-hmm. it up with like a toss link, you know, a fiber optic cable. Right. And you just can't get that with that, you know. And so yeah. at some point you've got to just embrace it, sell something, you know, do something to earn a little bit extra money and, you know, just go for it. But I think that's just the hardest thing. You know, you can you can fight it for a long time, but, you know, five, six, seven years, depending on what that technology is. It's going to catch up with, and you're going to have oh, yeah. to upgrade some things to make it work. I like that uh, idea from the what was that NAD China where they switch out the the video portion. Oh, they switch out the HDMI board. That's kind of cool. HDMI 2.1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then when I asked, it's them, like, like modular. How, then it, it's but you you need to send it in. Like uh, yeah, you need to but send it's it. Somewhat in modular. That. It's not like no, they I thought. Replace I thought the whole they said board. they could do it. I, I thought you, they said you could unscrew and like do it yourself. No. I when I asked the guy, he was kind of unsure. Okay. About it. I mean, you were standing there. Yeah. Um, he said I was because I asked him. I was like, "Is that something we could do on our own, or is that something you guys do?" He's like, "It's." He's like, "You can do it, but it's preferable to just send it in." Oh, okay. But just just to make sure everything's working right, and if it's something like a three thousand dollar AVR, I mean, might as well just send it in. Let the professionals handle it. Yeah. Unless you want to like tackle an HDMI board, that's that's on you. Chana or Michael, I know that you guys have a little bit of experience with uh, Emotiva and Anthony sure. is asking, it's kind of a broadband question, so we might need a little more information from you, Anthony, but you say, I just bought Emotiva 5 channel amplifier and was wondering what you guys think of it and any tips or anything. I mean, the, the interesting thing with the amplifiers, there's not much tips because you can't really tweak it. You basically hook it up. Um, you know, depending on whether you have RCA or XLR, um, you're not going to get better sound out of XLR. Sometimes that will help eliminate some hum if you have a hum issue or any kind of noise issue. Um, but it's not like you're going to hook up RCAs. I mean, uh, XLRs and it's like, wow, this is amazing, much better than RCA. So I would say hook up whichever method you prefer. Um, well, how about this, Mike? You got to run they, Odyssey or uh, whatever that, software that's what you got. I was going to say. Would, yeah. Would you recommend them run the room correction again? Yeah, hundred percent. Because your all your settings are based off of that internal amplifier inside your receiver, and so anytime you change out components, whether it's subwoofer, um, amplifier, definitely a preamp processor, receiver, those types of things, go ahead and run the calibration software. If you're again talking about that technology. Some mm. guys are still holding on to old technology and they don't have that room correction software. So, but if yours does definitely um, rerun that because that's going to affect the levels on that. 
Nope. You know what I did? I, I didn't rerun it and I yeah. just put it in. And like the whole, all my five ear level speakers got this boost of like <laughs> volume. And I was like, yeah. It's like, I, I like that. this. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then That's I ran funny. it again. I was like, okay, it's more balanced when you run it again. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, one thing I wish manufacturers would be able to do, and maybe they can, but not, in, I haven't figured out a way to do it, is let's say you buy um, a subwoofer and you want to just calibrate just that subwoofer channel you know what i'm saying like you replaced a subwoofer instead mm. of rerunning odyssey on all 11 one of my mm. speakers and my subwoofers it's like okay mm. you know leave Can these alone that one thing yeah, yeah. and and I, maybe there's a way around there maybe there's a hack or something i don't know but i haven't figured that out yet so it I, stinks you know i agree with that well i guess uh mini dsp right yeah, so, we got a question right 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 in line with similar things. So yeah, youth man. All right. Saw the latest mini DSP video, collective thoughts. That means all of us. So um as far as mini DSP, that is brand new to me. Um, a lot of guys have said, Hey, you really need to check this thing out. And I'm thinking, I'm not ready to dive into that yet. Um, I got the mini DSP about a year ago. Um, and just kind of sat on it. I dove in a little bit and I'm like, man, this stuff's way over my head. It'd be nice to have somebody just come over, walk me through, show me how it's done instead of me just watching countless videos and even looking online. I, I really had a, a hard time finding a video that walked you, you know, very precisely step-by-step step through that process. And I just didn't see that until Stephen uh, Smith made his video and it's an hour and a half long. It's very long but it's pretty stinking concise. I mean, you can walk through it, but it does take some time. Um, even with somebody's help that is very familiar with mini DSP, we spent four hours dialing in my subwoofers. So remotely, it, it's a, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Remotely. Yeah. So it's a process. It really, really is because every room is different. Everybody wants me to, they're like, Michael, that the, the video was good, but we want to know the steps you took to get that flat. Yeah. And the reality is there's no one, two, three, and your room's going to be flat. There's a yeah. lot of kind of back and forth and trying this and adjusting the, um, and Trial I forget and what it's yeah. called. Yeah. That room curve or house yeah. curve. The house adjusting. curve. Yeah. Oh man. There was so much to it. And sometimes it's like, okay, let's turn the speaker sideways. Let's just see, you know, mm, yeah. you, you turn a speaker sideways, you run your measurement, take another measurement. You pull it out away from the wall, six inches or or eight inches. And, yeah. You know, and let's <laughs> just try some different things. And so there's no magic formula. You've got to just get in it and spend some time, but yeah, um, I'm loving what I'm hearing though. That's, That's cool. the amazing thing. I mean, it's, cool. I'm hearing all the frequencies instead of having these big, you know, dips in the frequency response. So that's yeah. what's kind of phenomenal to me, man. It just mm, feels good. Very cool. Yeah. I think we can answer uh, that previous question, and uh, thanks to On to Red for the for super the chat. super chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you so yeah, much. He, thank you. Thank you. You. He asked, "Have you guys ever set up the receiver manually with no Odyssey at all?" And so, you know, that's kind of uh, same kind of similar question with the Long mini line. DSP. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the only problem with the mini DSP that I've tried, it's only two in, four out. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's only two channels coming in. You'd yeah. need something. They do have some that are like eight channels in yeah. and you'd be able to process all the channels. But what you'd need to do if you were to, if you wanted to run no Odyssey means that your speakers are, you know, you have no bass problems in your room. Right. That would be the only reason why you'd want to not run Odyssey, because I made a video where I was talking about how you could run Odyssey and limit it to certain frequencies. Right. So if you don't want it to adjust the, uh, you know, frequencies over 500 hertz because you think it degrades the sound, well, you can limit that. And so that's awesome. But I think most people will have issues below 500 hertz, especially in the bass region. You will have issues. And that's where you need some of this correction. And so Odyssey does a good job of that. If you, for whatever reason, you wanted to use, let's say, a mini DSP, you would need something with more than just two channels unless you're only doing two channel, right? So, and you'd also need to go preamp, right? To the mini DSP to a power amp, 
So you couldn't do that all in one on one AVR integrated AVR. It's going to be tough. Yeah. You well impossible, right? Mm-hmm. To do it with one AVR without a power amp. Yeah. Now, Mini, Mini DSP does have a four by ten HD and a ten by ten HD. Yeah. I think so, you need. But I have you need, no you idea need, what that is. Well, you need more than four channels in because it has multiple. Uh, right. channels going out so if you want it to split yeah. out different subs or if you want to do your own crossover network but with atmos you're going to need as many inputs as one, right correct right so now the interesting thing that i found out um with that mini dsp is i assumed since i had two subwoofers i would come sub one out from the pre-pro into the mini dsp sub two out from the pre-pro into the mini dsp but you actually only use one and the biggest reason is that you don't want your receiver or your pre-pro to to have any influence on that you just because you're just getting a mono signal anyway Mm -hmm. sure So you bring one signal in and then from the mini dsp that's where you kind of dictate what's coming out of that so that's pretty slick i i I would have assumed you would have done both of them you know two in two out kind of thing in my setup but really we only did one in two outs Hmm. hopefully that answers the question yeah yeah Good stuff. I actually just got a delivery from Mini DSP today. Guess oh, what yeah? it is? Ooh. Oh, I got yeah. a mic. I got a mic. I can't nice, wait to see how yeah. how messed up your room is. Oh, yeah. I already it's know. Tough, yeah, I already know. But um, but yeah, yeah it's something <laughs> something new to play with. Very cool. China, China's enjoying those uh those rail subs, man. Yeah. Have I you, am. Ron? Have you messed with Mini, Mini DSP before? I have. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, surprising, surprise, surprise. Um, I actually bought a mini DSP 2x4 years mm-hmm. ago, and I started messing around when I was really interested in building speakers and seeing how crossover slopes work. And mm-hmm. that was just a fun, interesting little science experiment, yeah. if you will, to where I would mount the two different drivers, run it through the mini DSP, and then I would just sit there in the listening position and I would change the different slopes from, let's say, you know, a first order slope to a second order mm-hmm. to a third order. And I would hear the changes and then change where they intersect and meet. And it was a lot of fun. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense for speaker builders because yeah. you don't have to have a bunch of uh, capacitors and resistors oh. and making new networks to try it. You just mess around. And then afterwards, if you like it, then you can make the crossover network that, that yeah. does that. So exactly. And it was the first time that I was kind of freaked out by, where a lot of stuff sits in the music and like what band it sits in and how far off I was thinking like what leads to a bright speaker and where those frequencies are. Because as you change that tweeter and that woofer response, it was crazy to hear where stuff actually is sitting in the mix. Yeah. You, so. you were talking about that in the SVS review. You're saying that yeah. like what people consider a bright speaker is not really what you might think. It's not the it's, highest it, of the highs. No, it's way, way down. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. I think that's like somewhere between two to six K. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yep. Um if you you ever heard a child scream at the top of their lungs at that high pitched, (laughs) that is the most sensitive. A few few times. That's the bright part. That's what you want to cut out right there. (laughs) I've heard heard Chana scream that loud (laughs) and that high. (laughs) Yeah, on that live stream. Well, gentlemen, we got one more question from Youth Man, and then we're going to open up the phone line. So, guys, go ahead and get ready to call in. We'll throw the number on the screen in just a second. But, uh, Youth Man, you wanted to know, describe the first hi-fi system that you wanted to purchase. Yeah, like, so think back to when, you know, for me, it was a teenager. I was probably about 12 years old, 13 years old. And, like, what was that first? You went into that store, and you're like, Dude, I gotta have that. That is just rad. But of course, you don't have any money, um, so you just you know want it forever. What was that system? What did that look like? Mm. Got to think about that one. Well, mm. all right, I'll go. I, I, okay, go ahead. All right, so my dad was really into this stuff, right? That's how I got into it. He had a Bang and Olufsen system from the seventies and mm-hmm. throughout the eighties. And 90s, he was trying to upgrade to these octagonal banging olives and speakers with this crazy CD player thing of a jig. Yes, CD player thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started getting, you know, um, a system together for me, and it was like JBLs with a Denon. Um, 
but that wasn't the system I really wanted. There was this laser disc shop, like a rental shop that opened up in town. Yeah. And in the back, they had a Miller and Kreisel THX setup. And it was just, they had the demo roll in like pretty much all day long. And, you know, they turn that thing up for me and I'd just be like, whoa, I want that. (laughs) That's what I want, you know? And um, luckily through YouTube, I was, or thanks to YouTube, I was able to, you know, review an $11,000 speaker system by Miller and Kreisel. Uh, obviously didn't get to keep it, but, um, you know, that was, that was the one. All right. Nice. So I'll go next. Mine wasn't near as exciting. So, you know, being a little bit older than you, um, I'm I'm not too much older, but I think I'm a little bit older than you. Um, mine was an RCA system. So think back. So when would that have been early two thousands? They had, um, no, no, no. It'd be before that. It's in the yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Um, it was like the rack system. You know, like the like it's all in one unit. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I, I wanted that one is because my um, my stepmom worked at Badcock's. So it's like a furniture store, but they sold. What's the name uh, of that place? Badcock. <laughs> you do what you want, man. <laughs> the horny guy over there. What the heck? What uh, kind of name is that? It, <laughs> hey, I didn't name the store, dude. But anyway, <laughs> you guys are messed up, man. <laughs> Joe, are you using a speaker as a laptop stand? Yes, I am. Okay, thought so. <laughs> he, he's, he's getting creative over there. But anyway, so it was just a rack system, and uh, it sounded good, you know, as a, a young kid with no money. I mean, it was probably, I guess it was about 600 bucks for the whole thing, you know, which was way overpriced for that system. It wasn't that great, but had, you know, large <laughs> woofers, probably like dual tens or something. So it was cool, man. <laughs> Nothing Tristan said he just spit out his water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Just don't go Googling that. Okay. <laughs> All, All right, kinds of crazy shit pop up. <laughs> hey, do you, do you guys remember these old school brands? I'm just looking up speakers, but do you remember uh like brand uh Tiac? Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard yeah. of them, heard about them in a while. A lot of tape players, right? Yeah, Tiac, and then do you remember Akai? Do you remember that Akai? brand? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. yeah. yeah. I, got, I got some Akai studio stuff here. So yeah, I think both brands are still around, dude. Yeah. Oh, serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're just quiet, remember, huh? Remember the little, remember the little Iowa systems? Iowa, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. We we used to sell, <laughs> we used to sell those at Circuit City. Yeah, uh, yeah. my system I think was I used to get the Crutchfield magazines, and I couldn't mm-hmm. afford anything in those magazines, yeah. right? I yeah. I just looked through there, and so I'd see some of the stuff. Like I remember uh, a Harman Kardon AVR yeah. that I thought, you know, I thought Harman Kardon was like, you know, the best. Yeah, at that time, right? It was yeah. like, ooh, high current. Yeah. Yeah. So high current amplifier. I thought that stuff was awesome. Um, and then I remember hearing some uh you're gonna laugh, some technique speakers that yeah. I thought were were cool. Yeah, that was you know, I thought they speaker. looked good. Yeah. So I, I always wanted those. Um what else did I want? The tech oh uh at that time Velodyne subs were that. like yeah, Velodyne, and I remember seeing that carver, the Sunfire true subwoofer that was like a super small sub. That was supposed to put out like 3,000 watts or something ridiculous. And I was like, I want that thing. Uh, I never got any of those things. I did get the, you know, car audio stuff. I did get some of the stuff I wanted, but home audio, not really. But uh, nowadays I get uh, stuff sent to me for review. So I'm I'm happy. My uh, 13-year-old self is very proud of me. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you guys remember that uh, the Fisher? Yeah. brand. My uncle used to get the like big oh, yeah. old like situations. Yeah. Like, everything's all in one spot. And then turntable up top, you got the dual tape deck, EQ. And he would mess that thing up. Like it would sound like garbage. <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing? And then I'd go mess with it. I'm like, there, there it is. Don't touch it. Yeah. That's hilarious. My buddy had a Fisher and it had like the first cool remote I've ever seen. It had like this big LCD display. It was pretty slick, but. It was like you, like a little mini iPad. Yeah, Ron, what did you want? Oh, dude, it's easy. 1985. Uh, if you guys remember a gentleman, <laughs> audio. no, no. Before I was, Ron, no, I was like I, one. 
you, you guys, this is like small fry conversation. I'm going to go big. So there was oh. a gentleman, if you remember, oh. by the name of Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Yep. And he walked into that room with all yeah. of that gear and he turned everything up to like 10 and 11. he had that 11. That was 11. 11 right? Yeah. And he plugs in his guitar and it was just like total explosion. Uh, I was obsessed. I was like, dad, dad, I want, what is I want that? that? I want that. <laughs> like, dad, I want to catch my speakers on fire. Yeah. I want to blow up the house with this thing. So right. yeah, that was, that was a big moment for me is watching that, man. I think that's I was funny. an audiophile right at that moment. I was like, ah, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> they filmed that right by our um what was that not, not mcdonald's what's a burger king no nope. seriously yeah wow. there's a burger king right there that they filmed all that where he skateboards into it yeah right that, that is whole awesome. intro scene yeah that is awesome very cool let me turn on the the call in yeah so. yeah. yeah and guys if we missed any uh questions here let's go ahead and uh Let's go ahead and chat. But yeah, go ahead and call in everybody at this point. We're going to open up the phone line. So call in with your questions. Thomas. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, number is 818-237-3030. Don't be shy. We're here to help. So, yeah. Thomas, uh, Danish. I've owned some, what, Yamo is Danish, right? I think. So it's Bang & Olufsen, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm wearing yeah. some Bang & Olufsen now. An, an, you know another one from the from movies. Do you guys remember uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? The next door neighbors that had like that nice CD system that was up on the wall that I think something like broke the glass or something or like Margot and they had like all that nice fancy <laughs> stuff. I don't remember. I think it might have been being but I saw that and I was like, oh, I want that. I want that. Margot. <laughs> Margot. Margot. It was something like that. I can't remember. It's right. Somebody will remember in the comments. I'm sure. Oh. But. We that was another call. system. I was like, I want that. I want that rig, Dad. And he's like, No, son. <laughs> All right. I think we have somebody on the air. You, you there? Hello. 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 Yeah, I'm hey, here. My name is Dean. Hi. Oh, guys, I can't believe I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> are, how are you tonight? What's your name? Hello, what, can what's you hear your, me? Yeah. What's yeah, your name? You. Tell us what you're thinking. Oh, my name is Dean. What's up, Dean? Dean, as in, I mean, Dean, <laughs> but okay. not Dean. Without okay. it. <laughs> okay. There's a little bit of delay, so just uh, forgive us if we're talking over. Uh, you. Yeah, yeah. What's okay. Your, what, so, okay. My question is: It goes to Ron. I wanted to know, like, how the like how the UB5 compared to the XLS and Core, and I'm like, do they compare or are they like, which one is better? And then for somebody who has um, the the original B6 uh, and would like to upgrade that, is it worth doing it or just get like the XLS? And core. Okay, so also, I think for Joey, I have uh, I have white uh, mica, <laughs> like the one you painted in white. Oh, nice. So they just look. Cool. <laughs> and now I want to paint everything. So that's that's my question. So I can just hang up. You can just because I'm not I can't hear you guys. <laughs> All white everything. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we'll go ahead and answer your questions. Absolutely. All right. So you want me to go? I'll go first. So it sounds like what you were asking was really two questions. The first question was, how do the ELAC UB5s compare with the GR Research XLS Encores? Okay, well, that's a good question. Now, um, the UB5s, if we're talking about the UB5s at their current price point or whenever they drop below that $300 threshold, that is a fantastic deal. Like I cannot stress it enough. Um, 350, what? 350 just to be is the lowest I've really seen it. Thank you. 350. So 350 bucks. If you can get those speakers at that price, I think that I would have a hard time recommending the XLS encores. And here's why. 
the even the standard kit of the XLS Encore is going to be close to that price, and you have to build them. So you have to go out and get the wood or get a box and put them together. Now, will you end up with a speaker at that price that is superior to the UB5s? Well, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, maybe not so much. It would greatly depend on whether or not you're getting the standard kit of the XLS Encores or if you're getting the upgraded caps and the components. At that, at that point, you're going to be way above 350 and you still have to build them. So it's kind of a difficult, we're like comparing apples and oranges here. But if you're talking about the upgraded XLS Encore, I think that it could definitely pull in the lead pretty much in every area versus the UB5s. The UB5s require quite a bit of power to wake them up, and that's another thing that you would have to take into consideration. So they like to see current. They like to see wattage, whereas with the XLS Encores, I've been able to run those on pretty low-power amps. So that takes care of that. Now, you also asked going from the B6, the original B6, to the UB5s. There's going to be some sacrifices there because you are going from a larger driver, right? The six, I think it's a six or six and a half inch driver down to the smaller UB5. The UB5 produces shockingly great bass, but at some point it's going to only be able to do so much. And we're talking about volume and bass at the exact same time. And that leads to physics. And that smaller driver eventually is going to crap out on you. Whereas with that B6, you might potentially be able to play them a little bit louder. But I don't know if they're going to dig as deep as the UB5s. Because the UB5s have surprised me more than once where they can hit quite low. So is it worth that kind of an upgrade? I would say at 350 bucks, personally me, I, I would do it. I like the UB5s quite a bit. I like the B6 as Ooh. well, but the UB5s Hello. are a very good speaker. Hey, how's it going? Got another caller in. Good. What's your What's name? Your name? Oh, am Who's I calling? On? Yeah, you're yeah. on, buddy. Hey, this is Matt from, Matt from Seattle. Hey, Matt. Thanks um, for calling in, man. Hey. Well, you're welcome. I've got a question, I think, mostly for Chana. Um, and a little bit, a little short background. Um, there's a movie from 1980 called Babylon, and it's all about uh, the uh, the British Yegay dub scene from Brixton, London. Mm -hmm. uh, with like the big sound clash, the big speaker system, sound systems, mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar? No, no, I'm looking it up right now on IMDb, but uh, no, I okay. haven't seen that. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, most people haven't seen it because it was uh, it wasn't released until uh, throughout the world until last year. It's a long story, but in oh, any wow. case, it's it's an amazing movie with an amazing soundtrack. Um, I play it in my system, and it lacks any sort of hard hitting, uh, low bass tones that you would expect with dub music. Mm. So, what I'm wondering is. Um, how can I EQ it to kind of compensate for that? Because it feels like it feels like the soundtrack is really what was made originally to play in movie theaters 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, and and uh, or, 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 yeah, or, or, or EQ for vinyl or something like that for, for mm -hmm. back then. But I want to be able to play it back. And I know it's possible because there's another uh, old, reggae movie um that i just watched i'll spare you all the details but uh it just kicks so um if they're able to get and it's even older it's like from the 70s so mm -hmm. like what frequencies would i boost because i'm not an eq not as i don't know my my frequency ranges and all that. i know that you need to to, to cross over eight hertz that's all i know um, but if I'm going to go into the parametric EQ on my on my AVR, try to boost, try to yeah. try to to bring some to, of that you're forward. trying to compensate for the lack of bass, right? That's that's the idea here. Well, I, I'm assuming that there's some of that is natively in there. It's just it it's uh, it's underplayed for the sake of old movie theaters or something like that, you know? Right. So yes, 
I, I would say, I mean, it's it's tough. And yeah, I'm like really just shooting in the dark here because I can't hear it. But I would say somewhere between the 60 to 200 range. Try there um, and see how okay. that sounds. But don't be like, don't don't try to like boost up way down in like five yeah. hertz. Like we don't, we don't, we don't want anything happening <laughs> down there. And another thing when you said like the other movie really does kick whoever mixed that one back in the day just probably had uh like the bass up a, a little bit more yeah, or different engineer yeah exactly it, it was a different person well um well I, it definitely was but my question is more like is that something that i am capable of doing just with the built-in eq in my avr or my onkyo or for, going on for that i actually um have a uh, mini dsp coming in the mail in a week or two I'm, I'm gonna have to step in here and just say you know what uh one thing i would say is if there's no base to boost if it's just cut right. off right, right? If, yeah, if it's well, low then that's one thing right but if there's no base there's nothing to turn up right there's yeah. no amount of eq right. that'll yeah. make that hit mm -hmm. but if there's some and it's just low then what i would say is just start start with the lowest frequencies right turn those up and see if that yep. makes a difference uh, turn up the next you know, next band and the next band and see, you see, just, right, so uh, yeah, yeah. You just, uh, have you to know, just got experiment, right. Experiment and see where, okay. Oh, that's making a difference right there. And, uh, that's too much. That's too little. And so you're just going to have to play with it. I got one other suggestion. For you and is the is... range. Go ahead. Well, let me just ask, is the range that's available to boost and cut in a standard, uh, like on AVR, is that enough to really make a difference or is that just more fine tuning? Uh, I mean, you, you're limited to a certain number of bands. There's probably like what five bands or something like that. I don't know. You're just gonna like have nine, to, I think. Nine bands. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's not just, bad. Yeah, it's so a graphic EQ. It's not a parametric. I for the most part, it is. It's parametric. You're saying? Oh, oh, I think I don't know. Well, parametric <laughs> would mean that you can change gain, uh, Q, yeah. and frequency. Yeah. So if those aren't aren't there and if you're just seeing one thing that you're moving up and down that's graphic yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. so i got a cool. i got a kind of a clarifying yeah. clarifying question for you you yeah. mentioned that you've got a mini dsp yeah. coming in do you have a uh, a calibration yeah. mic now with rew uh uh no that's coming along okay. with okay so here's my suggestion kind of before you start tweaking anything at least measure your you, do you have a subwoofer or multiple subwoofers I have two, yeah. Okay. So at least measure them first because what here's what could be happening. Let's say that particular movie has frequencies, let's just say in the 50 hertz range, say 45 to 55. So there's 10, you know, um, 10 frequencies right there that's in a range. Mm -hmm. And if in your room you've got a null in those frequencies, you're not going to hear any bass. And like what Joe oh, yeah. said, you can't yeah. boost that. No. And so you need to fix either with placement or time alignment or things like that. Um, and, you know, the other movie that you were saying that, man, that sounds good. And it was maybe even made before that movie was. Maybe those just have, you know, different, different frequencies. frequencies. Yeah, that they're focused on kind of thing. So at least measure it first, because a lot of guys just try to fix stuff with, you know, throwing money at it or putting another subwoofer there. Yeah. But in, literally, what I'm learning is until you can actually see what's going on in the room, you're kind of just you're you're just guessing at that yeah. point. You know. Yeah. Well, I believe that this is a is a movie specific thing and not the room it could itself. Be. Because, it could be because yeah. there's so yeah. many other. But but I obviously I, I want to you know get everything yeah. right in the room. Um, sure. And I will do that first. Um, a, a real quick um, tangential question. One of my subwoofers is an M and K. Uh, dual push pull sub. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, if there are any, uh, uh, first of all, if you're familiar with those, if there's any considerations that I need to make when I do eventually use Room EQ Wizard. Because it's kind of like two subs yeah. in one. In a, it, it, yeah. you, you would just use it as a normal single yeah. sub. There's no. Yeah, it's going to act. Yeah. The room's going to see it as one. Yeah. You know? It doesn't care that okay. there's two drivers in there, yeah. or if you've got four drivers in a configuration, it's yeah, seeing that as one sub of, you know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and I mean, my other sub is a single awesome. sub. So it's a what? Oh, I'm sorry. 
My what other kind of sub thumbs? is a single sub. Okay. It's and also okay. an MK. Yeah. Are they both like okay. are they both sealed or do you have one ported and one sealed? Uh no, they're both MKs. Just one is a single subwoofer, the other is a push pull, but they're both sealed. Okay, yeah. so sealed, and that's good. It's just well, harder to mix yeah. when you've got sealed and, and, ported. and ported. Yeah, the push pull one always uh, is, is always gonna be a sealed one. Um that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, which which model of, yeah. do you know which model you have? The other one. Yeah, uh the push pull is an uh MX one forty five and the single is I'm looking at it right now, it's a VX uh, something or other, let's see. Twelve fifty. Uh VX twelve fifty, yeah, that's right. Nice. So back in nineteen ninety five to ninety seven. ISO bear. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Very cool. Bottom used, got a great price. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, cool, cool man. Well, Thank thanks you. for the thanks for the questions. The first one kind of threw me off. I was like, "What is?" <laughs> but uh, appreciate I know all the questions. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Strange question. I know, but uh, I, I thought Chana might have some some uh, insight into that because I I know that dance music is, you know, particularly mixed to you know get that that just body hit yeah. in the bass, mm-hmm. and um, and I I, I kind of wonder if if oftentimes that is by direction of the DJ, you know, trying to, to take existing music and, and pump it up to, to, to tailor it to the crowd, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually doing that on Saturday. Somebody wanted some BG. Yeah. And so I just found a, a tech house, you know, galloping kind of beat to go underneath it and matched it up. It actually worked really, really well. And, um, when when you're talking about like actually like mixing, the biggest thing is making sure the bass, the kick drum, and the actual bass line don't uh, clash, and they both have uh, room to breathe in the mix. So you know that like weird portion where they both kind of overlap is around the fifty to seventy or eighty uh, range. And um, with older productions, they weren't trying to do you know, all this bass in your face, you know, they, they really weren't, um, not back then until you're talking about like, you know, Florida sound, you know, Miami style, you know, DJ magic Mike and all that kind of stuff. And they had, you know, 25, you know, 24 inch woofers in the car and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I noticed when I'm working, well, with this, songs, is, this stuff is, is the originators of that, that down in Jamaica where this, you know, giant speaker right. systems are 20 feet tall, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, when talking to like some of the live events uh, guys here, they'll run four different speaker uh, crossover points, right? So they'll have um, their 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 real high horn stuff, and then their mid ranges are usually tens or twelves. Their low end are fifteens, and then their subs are eighteens. So they run like a four way crossover. Um, when we're doing live stuff here in Mammoth. So, um, you know, even back then, they would probably, I, I, I don't know offhand what was happening 30, 40 years ago, but I would imagine they would run something similar to that. Um, but again, it's just, it, it's just hard to tell with something that old, how it was actually yeah. produced and mixed and all that stuff. So it's just like luck of the draw. So one was a good mix, one was a bad yeah. mix. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for calling. We're gonna have to yeah, cut this you. one short. Thanks for the insight. I know it's not a general uh, interest, but uh, no problem. No, it's all good. All Thank questions you. are welcome. Have Thanks a great night. All right. All right. So we're about an hour in. Already. Yeah. Yeah. What cool. What else are you guys about to get into right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna eat. That's what I'm gonna do. Dude, I just I had an acai bowl. Have you ever heard of those? Acai, yeah. It's an acai bowl. So acai it's basically, bowl, yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. it's like my wife is like, we got to get acai bowl. We've been eating crap all the this past two weeks. And so <laughs> we called in and they, you know, bring it out to your car and in the gloves and the mask and everything. And, but it's like a bowl of this purple. I guess that's the acai <laughs> stuff. And then on top of that, you get to pick your whatever. So we, I'm serious, man. This is weird. It, it tastes good, but when you get down to the purple junk, that was kind of just weird. But, um, but yeah, so that's what we had for dinner tonight. <laughs> I'll be ready for dinner in about another thirty minutes, probably. But, but it was good though. 
Lots of yeah. fruit. You got to yeah. pick like four different fruits with it. Well, that's the way we end this one. Acai. 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 Be like Mike and eat bowls with purple stuff in it. I mean, Man, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Got to try some new stuff every once in a while. All right. You guys ready to take this one home? Yes. That's right. All right. Folks, thank you so much for jumping on board with the Daily Hi-Fi Show. We certainly do appreciate it. Please uh, do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube Daily Hi-Fi channel. As I mentioned, pretty soon we're going to be doing all these shows with your help on that channel. But we need your help. So subscribe, please. Subscribe, man. Really do appreciate it. And that way we have just one spot where we can do the Daily Hi-Fi shows. Thank you for your support, calling in, and uh, yeah. We'll see you guys in the in the next video. I guess it's just turn in a new record day. I didn't even mean for that. To happen. <laughs> Go do it right now. YouTube.com forward slash daily hi fi. That's Go right. Do it. Do it. Thank if you we, so much. If you don't do it, we'll unsubscribe you from our channels. <laughs> we will not do that. Mike will do that because he's been drinking purple or eating purple. I know, stuff. man. I'm feeling a little weird right now. <laughs> he's got that, he's got little, that acai, little, in the vein. acai tipsy kind of stuff. <laughs> Stay safe. Be well. Hey, guys. Love y'all. Have a great evening. Take care, guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.